this is Kelly. And this is Amy. And this is our podcast. In, In your, your shoes. This is our first podcast. Super excited. Are you excited? I am. Are you nervous? Um, not really. I'm not sort either. Of. Now, uh, it'll be fun. Different feeling that I don't really know what it is. So. <laughs> well, hey. so let's talk about how the podcast came about. Okay. Which for me was I was giving some advice to a friend about a situation she was in. And my husband, Joe, just happened to be listening in. And he was laughing because I'm, like, pretty brutally honest. And um, anyway, he said, you need to, um, like, have a podcast. You need to tell – you need to put this out there for people to hear. And we just kind of laughed because we thought it was funny. And then, you know, how I mean, if you know me, if somebody gives me a good idea, I will take it and run with it. So – um. And then I thought, well, it's going to be much more fun if there's somebody else involved. So, And that's why I'm here, because right. she calls me, and I said yes. She said, hey, you want to do this podcast? Absolutely. I'm yep. in. And you're brutally honest, too. So, yeah, I mean. We're very similar in the fact that we don't sugarcoat. sugarcoat right. Mm-mm. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. So. I'm not really either, but... Uh, I think you're probably a little bit more brutal than I am. I would probably agree with that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I try. I mean, if I love you enough, I will, you know, try to soften it a little bit, but I'm not going to hold yeah. back on the truth. So, I mean, I think our goal is to. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Peanut gallery over there. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I think our goal is to really help people. Yes. Um, and, and do it in a way where, you know, we're just honest with them. And so if you have questions about anything, life, love, friendships, you know, friendships are hard at 40 years old. I'm not going to lie. Um, parenting, you know, Kelly has a whole gaggle of kids. So I do a bunch of them. You've got that. Seven of them, yeah, you literally. Got, you got that parenting thing on lock. I only have two, but uh, parenting and careers and marriage, we're not experts. No, we are not experts, but we have been around the block enough and have plenty of life experiences, I believe, to be able to give, you know, some pretty good advice. I agree. And I think it's a good time to point out that the advice that we give is purely opinion-based it is we aren't licensed marriage counselors (laughs) we aren't financial planners but we definitely feel like we're happy to give you a piece of advice if you if you want an outsider's point of view I agree so do you want to go ahead and get to the first question yes let's do that let's do it that's the fun stuff so my friend Sarah and she did tell me I could use her name she has a um she has a couple (laughs) that she's friends with that have been married for quite some time and she told me that they recently moved to a new city he's thriving she's not thriving as much and The wife recently told Sarah that she was having an affair on her husband. Mm -mm. And Sarah said to the wife, well, you either need to stop this affair or you need to talk to your husband about it. And the wife said no. So the wife just wants to go ahead like 
she's doing now. She wants to like have her cake and eat it too. And so Sarah's really conflicted because she's good friends with both of them. I don't know which one she's better friends with, but she's good friends with both of them. And so her question is, does she have a responsibility to tell the husband? No, stay out of it. Yeah. Leave it alone because you do not know how that's going to backfire on you. So I totally agree with you. And I think there's going to be a ton of questions that we're going to be really different on because Mm -hmm. we've already had some conversations where your view is totally different. And I think that's great. In this case, though, I agree 100 percent, mostly because I I actually think like the secret to my marriage, which if you eventually will tell you the story behind my marriage, you guys you probably already know. That we, I think so. I think yeah, we never even. It was weird. We never dated, you know. Yes. Uh, so, but I think the secret to a successful marriage is actually keeping people out of your marriage. So, not talking about your spouse to your mother or to your friends in a negative way. And and so, I'm big on that, and I'm I big agree. on keeping people out of your relationship. And so I would probably not insert myself into that. And I would probably, if I was in Sarah's shoes, go to the friend and say, hey, do whatever you're going to do, but leave me out of it. I don't want any details. Then that way, (laughs) then that way, if shit does hit the fan, you can kind of step back and be like, I know, you know, it's really unfair because it puts her in a bad position either way. Because let's say shit hits the fan and the husband finds out that Sarah knew all along. Then, you know, she's in a bad position then, too, because... I think it's a lose-lose situation, but I think she will come off better with the latter one. You know, like, if it does hit the fan, and then really, why would her name get put into it when it does hit the fan? Yeah. Unless... Unless her she friend, says it, or it something. was like, "Well, Sarah knew, you know," and then right. really, you don't want to be friends with anybody like that. With that would use you as a reflection. I mean, a deflection. Yes. Okay, but okay. So <laughs> let's flip this around a little bit, though. Let's say I knew I had information that Holiday was cheating on you. What would you expect of me as your friend? And I'm friends with both of y'all. I wouldn't expect you to do anything. I really honestly wouldn't. Would I be upset? Yes. But to go into it as an expectation, because like if I found out my husband was cheating on me, I think I'm going to write the whole world off regardless for a minute. Yeah. Until I can get over that and then come back. But I'm not going to hold anything on anybody that may have known. And that's only because I've grown to be here. I can't say that at 25, I would have felt the same way. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's one of those things like you didn't cheat on me, you know? So I still feel like I, it's kind of a betrayal. So I'll be honest. Like if you had information that Joe was cheating on me and you now, of course, you're much better friends with me than you are with Joe. So there's there's that that difference. plays in with it, too, you know, um, like I wouldn't. Ex- Joe has a lot of female friends. I would not expect that if they knew something was going on, that their loyalty would lie to me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I would think that they would be backing, they would be protecting Joe before they're protecting me. But if it was somebody who I consider my friend and and they knew something about my marriage, A, I would want to know. And B, I'd be pissed if I found out about it and then knew that they knew about it and didn't tell me. 
True. It's but a double-edged sword. It is. It really is. But I've been that friend. Um, most of my girlfriends are girlfriends of my male friends. So I've been on both sides. And I've, I'm still to this day very, very good friends with both sides, even though they're not together anymore. And I've been that person in the middle, you know, sure. to where... My male friends, I know that they're doing things. And even I've known of the girlfriends doing things. So it's not just, you know, on both ends. Right. But I never, because of the sensitivity of it, I never told either side. I've talked to both sides. Like, hey, you know, what you're doing is what you're doing. It's your business. This is your relationship. But... Leave me out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't bring that person to my house or don't talk to me about him. Mm -hmm. He or she, you know, and I'm not in this. And I, I just basically drew the line with them just because, you know. Because it's messy as hell. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit there and fight somebody else's battles. And then I've also seen where friends have gotten drugged down because they've told yeah. one or the other and then they stay together and then blame you for telling them so because now you're getting in the middle of their relationship. That exact thing happened to Joe when we first got married um, and I didn't understand all of the nuances of his friendships but he had a, a couple that he was friends with uh, very close friends with the husband or at the time the boyfriend. Very close. Like Probably one of his best friends. And anyway, they received he received information that the girlfriend was cheating with one of their other friends. And he just, Joe reminded me that they actually, the friend who was doing the cheating said, well, we're going to be at this hotel at this time. And they actually went and saw her car there. So they had 100% information that she mm -hmm. was doing it. And at one point they confronted the husband or boyfriend because they thought that was the right thing to do. And guess what? They're not friends anymore. Right. Joe ended up somehow, and Joe was not the only one who confronted the situation, by the way, but he was very forceful in the fact that like, this is going on. You're about to marry somebody who's actively having sex with someone else. Right. And he felt like he should know. And in the end, those two are happily married. They've been married for a long time, probably 15 or 18 years. And they're not friends with Joe. They, they, you know, they're they don't cordial, have, but not at this friends, point, not the way they used to at be. At this point, they're cordial. But when it all went down, he was completely, you know, the bad guy. Somehow he turned into the bad guy. Meanwhile, right. no one has ever apologized to him for that. And that was not his fault. No. So it's interesting because Holiday came back in and said, okay, well, you can't say, no, I wouldn't get involved. But if the tables were turned, I'd be pissed if someone didn't tell me. That is very hypocritical, but that you is would, how I, I mean, feel. I, I'm not saying, like, if, if I was in that situation, like, if you knew that Holiday was cheating on me. Yeah. You know, and then I found out that you knew. Yes, it would hurt me, but at the end of the day, I could not blame you for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I would have to understand, like, who wants to be in the middle of it? In yeah. the middle of somebody's marriage or in the middle of, you know, a strong relationship. Yeah. Who really wants to be in the middle of it? Who wants to be the bearer of that bad news? Right. So I guess going in, my advice is stay out of it. Yep. And Same here. either way it goes, 
if the shit hits the fan, it's not going to be good, whether you tell it or they find out on their own and then even find out that you know about it. Either way, it's a lose-lose situation. And I just feel like the damage, the least amount of damage is just to stay out of it. Okay. So why don't we uh, open this up for opinions on our on our page? We can post let's this question it. on our page and see what you guys think. Yeah, let's do it. So follow our page. It's the In Your Shoes podcast on Facebook. We'll post links at the end of the podcast so you yes. can know how to find us. And that is In Your Shoes. And your is spelled with a parentheses. I mean, sorry, let me go back. It is Y-O parentheses. You are close parentheses shoes dash the podcast and you can catch us there on facebook and messenger if you want to remain anonymous yep what's up it's heavy d every podcast we want to come to you with topics that you want to hear about but that's just it we don't know what you want to hear about unless you let us know on facebook at distract net on twitter at distract underscore net on our website, www.distractionnetwork.com, or email us at thedistractionnetwork at gmail.com. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. Did you enjoy that break, Kelly? Um, I did. Yeah. We had a rousing discussion about politics <laughs> and <laughs> people who vote and people who, who don't, don't vote. vote. And right. Anyway. Um, that's I highly doubt, by the way, that we will address – now, maybe you feel differently. I highly doubt that we will address questions about politics. What do you think? Well, it's I mean, I guess really we could ad- – wants to know. If we get, like, more than one question about it, we'll get into it. But, again, these are our opinions. So don't ask the question if you don't want to hear the answer to it. That's the damn That's truth. That's all I have to say. Like, I don't want to hear your backlash. Like, if you ask me a question, I'm answering it, and I'm not looking for your feedback on that part. Well, see, that's the I thing. I don't like to talk about politics. That's exactly where I'm coming from, because <laughs> I see so much, like, <laughs> anger and, yes. like, people pissed off on Facebook. And they'll, so, like, they'll post something that's politically charged, and then when someone, one of their friends who doesn't agree with their political views posts an opinion or says like this is fake or something like that then they get mad and it's like you're inviting that right and so if you don't want to hear someone else's opinion then you should invite it leave so, it off the public forum yeah so i mean i would be hesitant for us to address something political but if it comes in it would have well, to be where we got a lot of questions on it. Yeah. If we only got one or two, I'm going to let you know right now. We're going to ignore it. We're not We're not going there with you. <laughs> well, first but of all. But if you insist, yeah. we might entertain it for a minute or two. But again, we're not going to be looking for any feedback. It's not going to be a debate. So. Yeah. And that's, that's tough because you want people to be able to interact. But I agree. It's just so divisive right now. Anyway. Yeah. Let's move on to our next question, <laughs> which is not about politics. It's about parenting. Ooh. Yes. So <laughs> uh, my friend Jen wants to know why she second guesses every decision she makes as a mom. Well, as a mother of seven, you're going to do that forever because being a parent, like you want to get it right. But the reality is you're not. Like, you, there's no, you know, textbook answer for what to do. Every kid is different. You have to treat yeah. accordingly. And if, you know, there's been times where I've, like, 
discipline my child and then lay down in the bed at night and think to myself, like, I could have totally done something different. Like, Well, I'm surprised to hear you say that because I have watched you parent your children and you seem, which I think is great, you seem very sure of yourself when you're talking to them and when you are like, you know, putting down guidelines for them, which is uh, kids need that. Uh, holiday. Um, so I'm surprised to hear you say that you, I mean, I, not that you second guess yourself because obviously every parent does that to some degree, but yeah. I also think the more kids you have, the less you're going to do that because you just don't have the time to, you know, I just, you know, um, I guess it's because we're raising kids in the social media era yeah. that it kind of makes my job a little bit harder. So, um, and when I say that, when I have disciplined them, like I'm stern in what, you know, I did, I make sure that they know the reason why, whatever the punishment was that they know exactly the reason why it happened that way. Right. But then still at the end of the day, sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe I could have done that differently with a certain kid because that kid can kind of like express, you know, um, a different reaction to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to push any kids like suicide scares the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want to be that parent that I'm so stern in what I'm doing that I'm not listening to them. And so that's a lot of what goes on in my head at night. Like, did I really listen thoroughly before I took action? Yeah. You know, because I got a hundred things that are going on. And so I tried to actually listen to them a little bit more Yeah, and try to make a conscious, you know, just like put it right there in my, you know, forefront, like, Hey, let them finish the sentence before you cut them off and be like, or, you know, or it, yeah. sometimes it can be a misunderstanding. You sometimes, find out the whole story before you lay right. down the law. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with that. And it's interesting because I came from a family where there were four siblings. And so I can kind of relate to what you go through as a mother because I watched my mother parent four kids. And so there were a lot of times where I felt like maybe a little bit left behind. Not, I mean, she did everything for me and she put me in all the extra activities and everything like that. So not in that way, just in the way of, I did feel like if I had a problem, it was probably pretty insignificant to her, mm -hmm. you know, but just because she had so much other stuff going on and my dad, God love him. You know, my dad, it was a different era. So my dad was in the house, but he wasn't, you know, like my husband, my husband, my kids talked to my husband, you know? Right. Um, and I do think I came into parenting of teenagers. So my kids are 20 almost and 16. So they're not kids. I mean, Keegan's still a kid. Mackenzie's an adult. Um, but trying to almost overcompensate for the fact that, like, I did not have that relationship with my parents where I felt like I could be open and honest. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you 100%. It is a little scary because the kids do deal with so much different stuff now that we just didn't have. We could have once, you know, if you had a bully at school, you could go home and your home is your safe right. place. They but just they, don't, they don't have, have a that. safe place anymore. And that's tough. And so I don't want to, you know, I just try not to, if they come home and they're trying to talk to me about something. Right listen, you know, like take the time, like, Hey, cause I, I've, I've done it before to where 
Like one of my daughters, she's coming to me and she's trying to talk to me and I'm like, not right now, you know, and I'm just moving around and everything. Yeah. But then later on, after it slows down, then it comes to me like, hey, you know, she was trying to say something to you. Maybe you need to go in there and do a well check. You yes. know what I mean? Like, hey, baby, what's up? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? And right. talk to them. And then I've, I, I always tell my kids, too, that, like, I'm very honest with them. And I know some people don't Same agree here. with it. Right. But, hey, I'm honest with them. Like, if I tell them, you can tell me anything, I'm always going to tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? I have your best interest. You may or may not like the answer, but it's going to be the truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And code it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I went with that philosophy, too, by the way. So, yeah. Which it, I think is important. Your kids need to know that. Because it, my thing now, too, is if I don't tell them, all they got to do is Google it or right. go on the Internet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or hell, even just go to school right. and come back, you know? And I want them to trust me because I feel like if they don't, then I'm, you know, it, when they are in trouble or if something is going on, they're not going to talk to me about it. And right. they're going to ball it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the social media like, death is nothing to these kids. Like, you know how many times that they've looked at, like, people dying on TV? And I'm not talking about acting. Like, it's everywhere. And yeah. I didn't realize it until my son, like, two years ago, was talking about, um, I think it was an app or a group or something where it was, like, a hundred ways to die or something like that or whatever. And it was literally showing... People either killing people or killing themselves and Jesus. stuff like that where they were posting it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. You know, you can't yeah. watch this anymore. But I just always remembered that because they're so desensitized to it. Like when I was growing up, I think I would have been devastated Same. to know that. To see something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, going back to Jen's question, she's a mom of a little. Her baby is just turned three. And so I do remember when Mackenzie yes. was little. Mackenzie was the more um, challenging child and Keegan was the easier one. But Mackenzie, um, that, and that's not in a negative way. That's just mm-hmm. she was, you know, she she got like spankings a lot. Keegan's probably gotten like four spankings in his life. <laughs> Um, but I mean, the philosophy is actually the same with a three-year-old as it is mm-hmm. with a 16-year-old, which is honesty goes a long way. And of course, you know, age At appropriate, level, yeah. age appropriate. Right. But I find like just consistency is important. Mm-hmm. If you say this is a rule and they break it, then there needs to be punishment, especially at three years old. Yes. Um, because if you let them get away with stuff at three, the shit that they will get away with at 16 will blow your mind. Like the twos and threes are definitely the stage where they're trying to figure out their boundaries. So that's where you have to really, really set your boundaries. Oh, set yes. the boundaries. Even if you don't want to, even if you feel like you're being too hard on them, you have to at that age because that's the age where they're testing it. Yep. And if you let it testing go by. You. Right. And, and everybody else, too, because, like, as a matter of fact, my mom was over the other day and my son, even though I was at home, she took him outside. And he took off running, like, as soon as she got outside and she told him to come here. And when 
He didn't. She went over there and like popped him on his butt, made him come in the house. Now he's hollering and screaming. Then he sees me and he's looking for rescue. And I walk right past him because I'm a firm believer that you have to get your own respect. Like I cannot do it for you. And I'm not like my mom can pop my kids, but I'm not saying that you put your hands on somebody else's kids. But you would definitely, you know, allow if, if you have family members or anything like that around and your child is testing them because again, they're testing the boundaries, allow them to gain their respect and say, no, no, you can't do that. Don't step in for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but this age, this age is very, very tricky. And one thing that I do want to say to you is second guessing yourself as a parent is 100% normal and will never, ever, ever stop. I totally agree. You're not really doing your job if you're not, if you're not second right. guessing yourself because you want the best for your child. Mm-hmm. And also give yourself a pat on the back instead yes. of giving yourself a, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible mom. I can remember times where I would be in my car <laughs> when my kids were little thinking, I can't believe these kids have to grow up with me as a mother. That's mm-hmm. how I used to think about myself. Right. And you know, now that they're older, they tell me all the time how much they love me. You know, I've been a constant in their life. And so even though, yes, there's been times where I totally made the wrong decision mm-hmm. in whatever our, the case may be at the time, like they're not focused on that. They're focused yep. on a whole as were you there for them? Mm-hmm. Were you honest with them? Do they feel like you guys have an open and honest relationship? Do they feel like you're not necessarily their friend, but you know, their biggest cheerleader. And, and so, I mean, I think if you're doing that, the best thing you can do for yourself is tell yourself what a great job you're doing every day. I agree. And I'm glad that you said that because, um, honestly, you may like, there can be a point where you remember like something awful and then you can bring that up to your kids and you'll be surprised what they remember from that moment. Girl, I did ask Mackenzie the other day. I said, do you remember me chasing you around the house so I could bust your ass? And she said, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, okay, well, I was hoping hoping she might forget that one, but you know, she remembers it. So, oh, well, but you know, you got to do what you got to do as a parent. And you know, at the again, especially from pretty much one to like four, your main job is just to make sure they don't accidentally commit suicide because they try every day. Like they're doing something. It's like, no, no, don't yeah. stop. You know, so yeah, it's like, hard. It is. It's it's very hard. And exactly, as a matter of fact, we just had to cut our um first segment because my one-year-old no he's two my two-year-old's in the other room when we hear this loud boom and hollering you know don't know what he jumped off of who knows what he did but hey he's still alive we're good so. yeah yeah <laughs> oh and he's not in the other room by himself just in case y'all are wondering <laughs> parenting 101 do yes. not leave a two-year-old alone in the other room for any length of time no but um, perfect, perfectly normal. Yeah. Just, so just rest easy on that. I mean, and, and honestly, it never stops. And although like my kids are still fairly young hearing what my mother says, you worry just as much when they're grown and they have their own you families do. and, and it's everything. Different. So it's different. It's a different type of worry. You know, my worry mm-hmm. for Mackenzie is, 
just it's you remember when you were 20 like when i was 20 i was at clemson i don't want to know what i was doing yeah i mean i actually quit i dropped out of college (laughs) married my husband who no one even knew existed i'd only met him like twice before i married him and moved to new york that's what i did when i was 20 so I'm just like, please, Jesus, do not let this child follow in her mama's <laughs> footsteps because I will literally die. I'm just trying to get her through college. I actually say, I actually say to my daughters, hey, don't try anything because I've already done it. I've done it for you. Okay? Right. Like I've done it all. Right. And I'm going to know when I'm going to see the signs and I'm going to know like and that's why I get ahead of them when. I start seeing different behavior patterns and I remember myself at that age. Right. So I try to jump in and be like, hey, you know, do you, you know, just kind of get into their feelings and everything. And then they're, then her and my oldest, which is 13 and 12, um, as far as my biological kids are. But I come to them when I notice that and they'll look at me like, how did you know? And it's like, hey, I've been your age before. And then we have that real talk, you know, mm-hmm. like it's normal. I'm not here to condemn you. For right. your normal thoughts and feelings. Right. You know, so, and I put it out there. Yeah. You're going to feel this way. This is going to happen. And, you know. Yeah. And we pretty much take it from there because I want them to come to me when, especially, you know, I'm getting ready to, the, the sexual feelings are getting ready to start yep. happening and stuff like that. And I don't want them to think that it's not normal. Right. You know, or due to them, the way my parents did, like, pretty much, oh, you have sex before marriage, you're going to go to hell. I like, know. you're going to, you well, know, we didn't set even, on fire. Yeah, we had but, no discussion in my house. So my so. children started getting ta- taught about sex when they were, like, six, seven, eight years old. And Joe would be like, mm, I'm not really sure we need to have this conversation. I'm like, want to bet? Like, well, let's yeah. start talking about it now because I, I want them to know that, like, A... Here's how you get pregnant, and we don't really want to be doing that when we're right. 14. Um, exactly. So to wrap but, up, we want to yes. thank you, Jen, for your vulnerable question. And also, I just want to say, Jen, um, she spent a long time trying to have a baby. And she, three years ago, was able to adopt this baby. And I have n- honestly never seen a mother so Mm -hmm. natural as Jen. So Mm -hmm. to hear that she's second guessing herself at all makes me a little bit sad, but I do also know that that is just, that's parenting. So Jen, you're doing an awesome job. All you moms out there, just keep up the fight. And it's a challenge. It really is a challenge. And that challenge never really goes away, but don't let anybody mom shame you. Don't ever like, that's the other thing. We didn't even go into that. Any of that. Don't, don't like, I, People get on my nerves saying what telling somebody else what they need to be doing with their kid. You know, it that may not work for you. It may not work for your kid. And so if, you know, Sally up the street is doing one thing and she's telling you to do another, you do whatever you feel like you need to do, regardless of what she's saying. Amen. Freestyle Friday. 
Hey, y'all. It's Kelly, and we're back. We're back. Last question of the night. Okay. So this question comes from Sarah again. Hey, Sarah. Sarah got a lot of problems, you know? (laughs) Hey, keep them coming. Sarah needs lots of advice. So actually, this question... um, she had posted on Facebook and, and she had been talking about these two dogs that lived next door to her um, for quite some time. And they were basically neglected, the dogs. They they lived in the yard. Um, they were never inside the house. Uh, and she had said, can someone point me in the direction of where I can read the animal laws for the county? I want to read up regarding the dogs across the street that I got the dog houses for and that I feed every day. So Sarah f- is basically taking care of these dogs that live in this backyard. Um, and then she goes on to say a few things about, you know, she she is worried about them being out in the cold. You know, she herself would take them if she could, but she has her own animals and she's a hundred percent sure that the dogs have fleas. And she got a lot of comments on that, that, uh, question. And actually there's already some resolution to this. So before we go into the resolution, what would you tell Sarah to do about these semi neglected dogs? Okay, so I definitely have an opinion about this because it irritates the hell out of me when people get dogs just to say they have a dog. So I had dogs growing up. They were inside dogs. Um, And then um, my ex-husband has... They have dogs, but they leave them outside. And I just, I don't know. I just, I don't agree with that. I don't think it should be a 24-7 thing. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. I don't agree with chaining a dog to a tree and leaving them there Mm -hmm. 24-7. Like, if you have the proper yard, if you're out on some acres of land and the dog is roaming free and they got a a barn or... A house or something right. to go into, get that, okay? I, I totally get that. But I'm strictly mainly talking about that dog that is chained up on a tree 24-7. Yeah, like a little postage just, stamp type I mean, yard. And to yeah. me, that is just, I mean, why do you have the animal in the first place if you are not going to properly you know, nourish it, you yeah. know, and it, so. Well, and I mean, when we grew up, we had, we lived in the mountains, we had some acres and we, all the dogs we ever had were outside dogs. Now they were welcome in the house, when, especially when it was cold, mm-hmm. but they mostly stayed like in the basement if that happened. But it's not like, like now I have Pomeranians and they sleep in my bed and they're, you know, in my house all the time. I'm trying to keep them from staying outside because I think owls are going to pick them up, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's it's terrible uh, on, like, so many levels. Um, Holiday says where he's from, dogs are security. They're kept outside, and the yard is their world. That's fine as long as they're just not chained up to a tree. I think that's a Holiday, abuse. where are you from? At the end of the day. Batesburg, Leesville, South Carolina. Okay, Batesburg. Batesburg, but Batesburg, do you have some? Leesville. Do you have space that the dogs can roam? Or are you talking about like less than a quarter of an acre size yards? Just talking about the yard's bigger than what I have now, so 
little bit. Okay, so they got a little bit of space. Right. I but think. Do the, they have a house? I think like, the more. Have, yeah, I think the I just, bigger concern yeah, is. So. <laughs> well, so Sarah is the one who actually got them their dog house or their houses. I'm not sure if she got one or two. And she literally fed them every day. And I think she... And that's a different... Like, that right there is a totally different circumstance when they're not even being fed. I know. Well, so she, when she posted it on Facebook... um, she got a lot of responses about animal control mm. and things like that. And I thought, you know, even though I, I, I totally want to kick these people's asses because you got to be a terrible human being to do this to animals. Like, are they there? Is this like a house They're that there. is occupied? They're there. So I just said to Sarah, go over there and talk to the people. Like, go over there. Or if you see them outside one day when you're getting in your car start a conversation with them and go into it being as non-judgmental as you can mm-hmm. because a you're not trying to get in a fight you're not trying to get shot you're just trying to say hey i see that your dogs are out and like is something going on is there some okay. is there some way i can help i my suggestion was go talk to the people mm-hmm. um ask maybe they're in a situation like let's maybe give someone the benefit of the doubt even though you want to smack them up Let's say maybe something is going on. I mean, I doubted it because it had been going on for so long. But Sarah said she had gone over there um, and, like, the girl um, actually came back over to Sarah's house to talk to her about the dogs. So she said the girl came over to talk about the dogs. She said that the dogs belonged to the dude, uh, her boyfriend, but he said, yes, if we would like to talk to him and give them a better home than he can, then he's open to that. So she, the girlfriend said that he's in very bad health and possibly mm. going to have his legs amputated. Oh, no. Um, and sh- the, the boyfriend. So he's kind of incapable of caring for these dogs. So in this situation, as it turns out, there actually was a hardship. And... Um, you know, I don't know, actually. So, uh, so the girlfriend, though, that is able-bodied. Yes. She likes the dogs, she said. But she can't, at the very least, feed them? I know. Well, she said she does feed them. She gives them water. And she, he feeds him, feeds them, she said. She said he feeds them and gives them water, but he does not love on them. And she said, oh, she doesn't live there now. But she is his caretaker, and she was kind of surprised that he said he was open to it because he does love them, but he just can't really provide proper care for them. Um, So what she's going to do is continue to form a relationship with these two people and, and, you know, do what's in the best interest of the dogs, even if that's like almost like a 50-50 custody agreement. (laughs) um you know (laughs) i don't know you think that was dangerous advice yeah um i would never really recommend going to someone's house to discuss but let's say this has been going on for a long time and you just can't take it anymore like what are you gonna do what you're not gonna let the dog stay out there 
You're going to call animal control and Unless, have them come take if them? I, if I had a little bit of a relationship with that person, and I mean, when I say even a little bit of relationship, like, and at least we both walk outside to our cars at the same time. Hey, how you doing? Maybe. But if this is like a neighbor that I've never spoke to before in my yeah, life. Yeah, I think that's the um, case. Or have zero relationship with, right. do not know their personalities whatsoever. I wouldn't recommend it just because people are cut from different breeds nowadays. You know what I mean? And, and, and even if you're trying to help. Well, I'll just jump in and say the craziest person I ever dealt with was this white crackhead lady. And I accidentally knocked on her door and I was supposed to knock on the door next to hers at this oh. apartment complex that we were trying to sell. <laughs> and this lady came out. I swear I thought she was going to punch me in the face. And I diffused that situation. So I do feel a little brave with speaking to strangers, especially after dealing with crackhead. Um, so if you have the personality that Amy has, yes. and you're very confident in diffusing certain situations, by all means, go for it. Yeah. But um but Kelly totally you're disagrees. Not, like well, <laughs> because I am a non-confrontational confrontational person. I do not go into situations looking for confrontation. Right. But yet I'm not going to back down from one either should it happen. Right. So with me knowing that about myself, I would I would probably have just Call the authorities, let them handle it just because. And because I don't want to be in a confrontation with somebody that lives across the street from me or next door uh, that's to for me. Di- that's for sure. Because if it went wrong, now I got to look at these people every day. And if they did anything to my property or if there's any backlash behind anything, oh, it's now we done turned into trying to save some dogs into me ready to burn your house down because you're trying to burn mine down first. Valid. You know? So I just, I mean, it's just a little bit too close for comfort. And I don't think that the risk is really worth it, especially when the you can get the same results. Like if, if it was really, really bad, you know, like call the um, animal control animal or whatever. Control or whatever. But luckily in this case, it didn't have to go there. But I just would not recommend it as a resolution to go over there and say something. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so I think that's, that's our my podcast. That, but I would love to hear what you think about what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, we like the feedback. Let's get some feedback on that. So, um, yeah, because in that case, it worked out well. But I agree. It's not necessarily this certainly not the safest thing to do especially when you have to look at your neighbor in the face every day every day yeah but um i think we're super excited to bring you our podcast every week or every other week i don't know if we have actually decided that yet at this point um but we need your questions in order to do that so yes. here's how you find us you can find us on facebook at in your shoes which is I in, I don't even know how to Y-O. spell Y-O. Yeah. <laughs> parentheses. You are parentheses shoes dash the podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Distraction Network, or anywhere you download your podcast for free. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.